It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's UBNRadio.com. show guess what this is he this is i this is me in the flesh i am actually sitting here hey guys i feel real good today i we're gonna have some fun today and with all of the good stuff that's going on in the world that is being shoveled and covered up and bundled up and just stuffed down the pipelines and all of the rot of the of humanity just seem to be just bubbling to the top well, we're going to have some little fun today. It's going to do a little holiday stuff. We got the Christmas coming in. We just got out for Thanksgiving. Uh, just before we get started, though, I just, I, you know, I have to always send out uh, my prayers and stuff to the families that lost their loved ones during this last uh, San Brandino shooting and uh, and just globally, just, just a man's inhumanity to man globally. And I just feel so sad about all of the hurt and pain that people are going through. And, you know, um, and I'm, I myself, you know, I, I can't use that terrible word that I'm tired of it because it seems like I'm, in, I'm not having the compassion, but I do have the passion. And this recent thing with Mr. Donald Trump, and I'm saying this here on the Larry Yakes' Is show. When we was kids, we had this R&B group and this funk song called BT Express. And it was basically about soul train and black trains and all of this and just get on board and all of that. But now we have what I call the DT Express, the Donald Trump Express. It's running off his rail. It's out of control. And who is his passengers? a bunch of rednecks and races that they can no longer hide from. And guess what? They are here. And so what we want to do is just um, get past that and want us to say and, you know, how I feel about the, the, the what's going on in the world and all so much pain and suffering. So now what we're going to do is we're going to move into a really, really, kind of fun kind of show today and we have um uh, carolyn has joined us and she's been working very hard and helping us get the show together thank you so much carolyn and uh yeah get that mic together you're looking awfully pretty today why thank you i'm in a festive mood today yeah, i see i see yes. i see festive <laughs> see I'm, I'm getting my language together i do the sign language and all of that now i'm gonna do the hebrew now i'm getting my 
Was that French? I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm a little, you know what? I'm a little silly today because the young, the young lady that's a guest here today kind of really kind of shift the energy here, chilled me up. I'm feeling good. And Carolyn, why don't you, um, first of all, tell us a little bit about what you were, you were doing today. And I think that's, that's, um, well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here at the Larry Yates is this show. That's what I'm talking and about. We're going toward the end of 2015. And uh, I am involved in the Interfaith Alliance. In fact, I'm the uh, chairperson and president of our local Interfaith Alliance. And we had a meeting today, and I think it couldn't have been a better time. We meet monthly. But with all of the rhetoric that's mm -hmm. going on uh, about Muslim and extremists and the challenges that this country is facing uh, with statements from political candidates that are in encouraging a separation, really, of people, of religions. And, you know, the fear that comes into people is not just the fact that they're talking about one particular group, but that once you start choosing one group to identify and mm. separate. What is the Interfaith Alliance about? Uh, the Interfaith Alliance is about bringing people of different uh, religious organizations and faiths. Did that have to do with that, the, the uh, program that you worked on with Oprah? Which I, I think that was a wonderful program. What was that called? Uh, uh, that was called Belief. Belief. Uh, actually, is this kind of a spinoff or some uh, connection No, there? it's been uh, operating for the last 15 years or so. Uh, hmm. There are interfaith alliances all over the uh, country. Uh, ours in Culver City actually was um, set up. By the city. The city asked uh, people to come together, and we started from that standpoint. I've been involved for about five years now, and it's a wonderful organization. Well, you're involved in so many things. I, yes, I, can't, I can't, am. <laughs> you know, I don't even try to keep up. I call, but anyway. But, but the, you know the what reason the, I mention it is because they actually had a, a program at the Islamic Center in Culver City last night uh, discussing the challenges and the um, public impression of Muslims and the Islamic well, faith what, right what, now. What, what is the mood of the Muslims in that particular temple last night? How was the mood? Uh, there was some concern about, uh, there were many different views because some were angry, some, uh, this is, I was not, I did not attend that program, but I was given information mm. about it, that uh, there were many points of view set up uh, the Islamic Center wants to make sure people know that it's an interfaith environment, and they want to proceed from that standpoint. Well, you know, when I when I look at it, uh, and in the I, 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 when you was coming when you were coming in, I was just saying, you know, we grew up with this um, with this um, soul music, and one of my favorites mm -hmm. was uh, BT Express. Mm -hmm. And and just dawned on me that I got a new one now. We got the DT Express, the Donald Trump Express. Oh. It's just it's a it's a it's a train that's out of control, and I put all these passengers, rednecks, and and races all cheering over the train that's out of control. I don't know how they're gonna stop it, but they, but he's just feeding all of this. Well, this I, I'm actually grateful because he's. He can't hide. They can't hide it. Well, he's actually helping because I'm an interfaith minister and involved in this work all the time. I I really believe there's always good that comes from even the worst situations. And what is coming up from this is the need for us to actually have conversation about what we believe, who we are, and to see how we can get along. Mm -hmm. uh, well, and, and, and I think this is calling people of other faiths to say, no, this is not correct. You, you cannot paint the entire Muslim community, which is worldwide, and millions and millions of people uh, trying to control that is ridiculous. It's unbelievable. This man is about to piss off 1.2 <laughs> billion people. Yes. And they are not all poor and broke people. Many of them own businesses in a, many of them hold part of the American debt. Let's not forget that. But it's, I, I, what I like about what's happening, although there's a sadness in it, is just like, you know, 
when you have boils on uh, on your skin, mm -hmm. and that means that there's toxins in the body. Yes. And and as long as the toxins is in the body, you can put cream and makeup over it. Then it doesn't necessarily you don't have to fix the problem. But as the boil starts to rise up and it bursts, and then you see the poison and the sickness, then you know you must take care of it. Yes. And that's what Donald Trump is doing. Mm -hmm. He's he's pushing this poison to the top I've heard where him people can. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but this is too juicy. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. He's a boil on the butt of America. Yes. That's what you're saying. That's exactly what okay. I'm saying. That's exactly what All I'm right. saying. I just didn't want for, you to for, tho for those of you who are Trump aficionados, please pardon us. I'll pardon her, not me. I'm sticking to my gun. He's a boil on the butt. But we need him. We need him so we can show that we are full of toxins yes. and it can't be swept under the rug anymore and but now talking about toxins in the body and um and how the donald trump and, and that, that right wing is feeding a nation so much gar garbage mm -hmm. and so much poison now we have a young lady in the house is talking about feeding and feeding us this healthy thoughts and healthy energies and healthy food you want to introduce um I would. I am. In fact, it's so interesting you mentioned belief because it is at one of the screenings of the belief series, which was a project by Oprah Winfrey, uh, a, a wonderful program that was a docu-series uh, in October. But it was one of the screenings mm -hmm. where I met this phenomenal, vivacious young lady <laughs> who was actually the chef for the evening. And she provided the food. And there's something about her that was infectious. And we met and we gravitated to each other. And we've been in communication since. And Chef Anina is a lovely presence and has come. In fact, we started talking about food from Italy and France and other places in Europe. And um, so it is with that background of the food that supports us, that nurtures us, that I thought this would be a wonderful guest to have during Thank the you. holidays. Because during the holidays, we really look, food becomes the binding factor to so many of the festivities. So I'd like to welcome Chef Anina to our show. Yay! Welcome, 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 young lady. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Very honored to be here and to speak about food and the love of food that I have. And, and yes, to sharing the food in the moments of the holidays. The, there's, a, there's a lot to be said uh, on home-cooked meals and, and family and Sometimes we forget that they're much, much healthier, you know. We have to really, yes. we are what we eat. So on a, in a healthy body lives a healthy mind. So, again, we really have to work at uh, just cooking at home. Well, Simple you know, I, 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 um, I'll tell you something. I, I, so you might have to help push back on me on this. Donald Trump eat, eat very healthy, and he's a complete <laughs> asshole. I, I mean, I'm just kidding. I, I, I had, look, personally, I don't think he eats that healthy. That. His I brain doesn't to work that. too well. Yes. But again, as, the, as Reverend Caroline said, I'm thankful because he's just bringing out all this, mm -hmm. this terror, this. Yeah, how would you call it? Uh -oh, it's, 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 it's like that foam. Rot. You see, uh, I'm, yes. I'm a chef. I cook. So mm -hmm. when I cook beans or, or, or garbanzo beans, uh, the first water, they'll pull up this this white, icky foam. Yes. And, and you got to throw mm -hmm. that foam yeah, away if you don't want to get gas in your belly. Yes. So <laughs> that's what Donald Trump is for me. But yes. see, excuse me, that's my personal point of view. I Please forgive me for those who love him. Uh, I respect you, no, you. But I must state my I'm in, thank God, in America, and we can... See what we want. No, just just <laughs> let let me be the be the, the whipping boy on this one, and and because you know no really because um, um you you you're out and you 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 using food as a um a, a, a healing tool, yes, a family tool, a hug or a kiss or yes. a unity. So you're using food for all of the right things out here. So how did you get here? Ah, uh, I. 
food, I started cooking when I was four years old. Uh, from a terrible tragedy, my mother went, she was very ill, and my grandmother put me on a stool, and there I started. And there, this incredible adventure with food. I would see and that you I would were cook. in Italy? I was in Italy at yes, the time, yes. Tuscany. Oh, Italy, Tuscany, food, Italy, Tuscany, oh my goodness. Yes. Food, my mom was Italian and my dad was American, so mm -hmm. I had both cultures very embedded in me. And uh, the food side is Italian, absolutely, mm -hmm. yes. Then I do fusion, but now my whole new thing of, it's actually, I'm a food inventor because, again, not, we don't have all the ingredients for everything all the time. Mm -hmm. So we say, oh, we'll go get, get something out. Sometimes that what you don't have, but you put all your love in it, love is the main ingredient mm -hmm. for good food. Wait a minute. So, love is the main ingredient for good food? Absolutely. Yes, you that, go, girl. And, that, <laughs> and when you cook and you eat together, you sit together, you converse, again, it's a moment of connecting and it's a moment it's a love channel food and togetherness you know and that's what we need and my project is I have 15 million children to feed in this country so I'm going to be knocking at about a lot of doors yes uh, because this cannot be that in this country we got kids going hungry uh-uh enough so all together uh, food is love without food there is no love there is no life okay that's what yeah, I mean. No, no question about it. And then mm -hmm. let me ask you a question because when um, what during the holidays and, and like this is the Jewish holiday Hanukkah. Yes. And then we just got off Thanksgiving and Christmas. Tell me, why do you think food is so important during these particular holidays? Not that it's not important to all holidays. I get that. But it, it, like in all cultures, okay, the Hanukkah and Christmas and uh, other. All, all over the world, there's once a year, it's like the feast of the winter. Mm -hmm. It's a moment that you gather. It's a moment that you prepare together. In the Jewish holidays, like in the Italian holidays, women gather and will make uh, matzo ball soups or tortellini for hours mm -hmm. for a feast of 30, 40 people to come and gather and thank God for the food of the year. That's how it all started, mm -hmm. this celebration of the winter, the winter solstice. That Then it went into different religions and different things, but it is a celebration of life. It is a celebration of the winter, of of reserving, of, of pulling. After this feast, there is a pulling back, eating lighter, because that food Food's wouldn't last available. all yes. till March, April, till Mother Nature would give you back mm -hmm. the food that you needed. So mm -hmm. it was like... The beginning of a fa of a fast, and so so you you look at food as so important in bringing families and communities together. Yes, am, am I hearing, hearing you correctly? Absolutely, I think uh, that's why I'm a celebrity chef. I go, I've worked for very very important people. Uh, right now, I'm so proud to say that I'm going to be uh, Wanda Electric Lady Wilson. Um, personal chef for the Grammy Awards. She is a Rasta lady, fantastic, mm -hmm. from Hawaii, Bob Marley's niece. Uh, she's doing a lot of stuff for the children and to feed the world. And again, I was blessed to cook for Tony Haynes. He's another, for me, he's the biggest the, the most fantastic poet of the moment. He's written over 10,000 poems. He's got six novels out, 10, 14 TV shows finished writing. He's genius. But again, he was, I met him, he was sick, and I healed him. Not healed him, but I helped him through, through diabetes. A lot of my clients are sick. And we, and why? Because of a food condition in the past. So again, that's where I started studying how important really to eat well, to tell our children what to eat and what not to eat, to eliminate the four deadly whites, white sugar, white table salt, white beach, bleached, excuse my flour. English, flour, <laughs> and white milk, conventional, regular milk. These, these are not products that, they're good for us. Anyways, but that's, I tend on so saying me, that often. Let me ask you a question now. When I look at in the school systems, and in, even in starting, well, it always starts in the home. That, that's just super fact, whether a person is poor or not, it still starts in the home. And do you, it's more of a question, do you believe that the 
not eating healthy has affected the 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 attitudes or the behavior of some of the young people absolutely and so. that instead of getting them a healthy dish when they see healthy foods when they see signs of these behaviors they want to do medication is that does that make any sense would you speak on that I would love to speak on that. Uh, again, I come from, my mother was Italian. We come from the Etruscans. The Etruscans were uh, a civilization that lived 2,700 years ago, okay? And I'm saying so ancient to connect to this because I've learned and I've studied them deeply. Now, it's all about what you eat, how it's cooked, what it's cooked with. They knew this 2,700 years ago, okay? Um Absolutely. We, we really must be careful of what we eat, what we give to our children. Um, the fake foods or foods that are really not for human consumption, uh, <laughs> all, the all the artificial. You have to eat things that come out of the ground, come out of the soil, come out of the... Mama Earth gives us everything, and it is so important. The Latins 2,000 years ago would say, mente sana in corpore sano. And Latin means healthy mind in a healthy body. You cannot have a healthy brain that works right if you have an intoxicated body. Mm -hmm. So your body, you need what you put in is like the gasoline that you would put in your car. Now, if you own a, if you own a Rolls Royce, you wouldn't put the, the cheapest gas in it, would you? <laughs> so why do you do it with your body? Yeah, good, yes. great point, great point. You know, and, again. Yes, and I, I want to add to this, I, I heard you hint something about poor. And um, somehow healthy eating and our economic class have gotten mixed up these days. Very much so. Because when I grew up, we actually ate better, I believe. The, we were poor. But my mother knew how to manage the food. Mm -hmm. yes. There wasn't as much meat. Yeah. There was more beans and vegetables. And the food was cooked slowly. Absolutely. Um, we didn't eat huge meals. Everybody didn't. You know, it's funny now because we were a family of five people. You got one chicken. Everybody had to divide one chicken. And now, <laughs> when I go places, people wouldn't think of having just one chicken for, you know, everybody's got to have at least two pieces. You know, we had one piece and we were happy. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh -huh. that, happened in, that happened in Tuscany, too. It would yes. be one chicken for ten. Yes. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, and and twice a week, maybe you would have meat. Yes. It wasn't always that. It wasn't always. Most so, of the time it was just a flavor of the meat. The flavor, right? yes. So exactly. And, and, they may, and they may not have put the chicken in. I mean, they may not have used the chicken for that meal only. Exactly. So they would, they they would do three meals. Others. Yes, three they meals. They would do the broth. Yes. You would mm -hmm. eat the meat, some of it, and some of it you mm -hmm. would add potatoes and do little meatballs uh, that would serve for the third mm -hmm. serving. Oh, yes. And that is when I say the food inventor. La cucina povera, the poor cooking. It's not poor anymore because truffles are extremely expensive. Yes. <laughs> but we used to find them in the hills. If you come to me with mm -hmm. me in Tuscany, we'll go find them so they're free. Yes. Truffles, porcini mushrooms. So the poor cooking teaches you really to make the best out of what you well, get I by Mother Nature. I think yes. the problem is... It's like is a soul food. It's, mm -hmm. like, it's even more than that. It's like... Yeah. From nothing, you make a lot. Yes. I think that one of the challenges is is that is you're talking about access now. And some communities it's just don't have the access mm -hmm. readily as others. And, and, and I'm not drawing those lines by racial barriers. It's just location, location. But more than racial, excuse I, me. I don't, because uh, I, I don't accept that. I don't accept well, that, and I think it's mm -hmm. more than racial. It's economical. So you go in the poor hoods, mm -hmm. and there's only, all you can find uh, is liquor stores. And all you can find in the liquor stores. Well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. Well, uh, I hope that... I, I'm, ju I'm just adding this. Yes. Being uh, just on this other side right now. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. As many buildings 
as any place you'll more buildings than you'll ever see in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, because it's much more dense mm. in population. When the mother, the parent is committed to feeding the child yes. properly, they will walk. We took buses. We walked to go get our food. We didn't have a car. It did not matter. If it wasn't there, she go find it. Well, that makes sense. I mean, so you. So I'm saying it's not convenient. It may what you have said is correct. Is that in many communities, the local uh, supermarkets don't necessarily have the food that is supportive, and yes. they have many more fast food restaurants yes. in those areas. Totally agree with that. But at the same time, when you say I'm not going to feed my child this, I'm not going to eat this stuff. It may be inconvenient, but you'll go out the way to do it. No, I can't push back on that at all. I wish I could. That, that makes a lot of sense because that, that's basically what it is, is um, um, a motivation uh, mm -hmm. to get up and, and, and make sure that you that And you it's do love. That. It also shows it's love, you. Yes. It's not love. That's yes. all, this you word know, you, love you keeps popping up here. <laughs> yes, because now I'll ask you a question. For example, I, do you remember what your grandmother gave you for your seventh birthday or Christmas? The physical present. You probably don't, but you probably will remember if you ever did pancakes with her mm -hmm. or if you ever made cookies with her or if you ever made... This is true, yeah. The memory, mm -hmm. the memory of love, the togetherness. Food is quantum. The smell, the taste, it mm -hmm. all connected to the So, so getting, mm -hmm. uh, reaching out to... And Some, what you're doing now, uh, and we talked off air, uh, it's about reaching... And, and and it's more of an awareness of young people uh, yes. to to start mm -hmm. to cook their own food and and be aware of the chemicals because I tell everybody uh, I'd say don't count calories count yeah, the chemicals you know, inside read, like, read the labels please uh -huh. please everybody when I did uh, my children books of greedy mouth and upset stomach and Carol did the editing to it wow. and, um, and yeah greedy mouth and upset stomach on Amazon.com. I'm okay. greedy mouth greedy and upset stomach uh, by Larry Yakes uh, <clears throat> on Amazon.com. Uh, get it and give them some to, some, some Christmas gifts out there. Yes. Um, so important. But one of the things that we did, my, my son, uh, friend, died at 11 <sighs> years old. Oh, dear. And he died of a stroke. Now, and my son was about 13 at the time. Now, I had to, f I could f tell him how a gun could hurt him. I could tell him how a bicycle with no helmet could hurt him. I could tell him about all of these physical things that could hurt him. But how do you explain to a young kid that food can kill you? And that was one of the challenges that I had. And, and Carolyn and I had a lot of meetings with people that had no clue of the language mm -hmm. because everybody is trying to tell the kids what is the meaning of this word and in, 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 in chemistry that I can't and they can't even pronounce <laughs> and thinking the kid is going to understand that. So uh, how do you feel about the language that we're now starting to use, you're starting to use to uh, bring kids and help them to understand? That's what I say. If you can't even pronounce it, don't eat it. <laughs> I mean, I'm highly dyslexic. I have problem reading things, okay? I'm not. And, and so I, what I do, bread, bread, it's water, flour, and salt. Then I go look in the back of the, of the, of the ingredients, and, and I'm like, huh? Why? I can't even pronounce these words. I'm trying to put the... And it's like... And there's like 50 of them. So I'm like, I better not eat this. I just better go buy some flour and, and make me some bread. Um, I'm working on, on, on I'm finishing writing a, a TV show right now, which hopefully it'll air soon. It's just about that. It's just about how inexpensive it could really be for mm -hmm. two or for three or for four, a family of th two or three or four, to live with $300 a month eating healthy meals every day. Mm -hmm. But then there lies, in, especially in American culture, is the discipline of uh, living within your budget. 
Yes, exactly. Um, but that doesn't mean you're going to have to eat. Make, I mean, I, you don't have to eat the 99 cent burger, the 90 cents. I don't want to make any names of, of chain junk food. But so a salad cost me five dollars and, 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 and a hamburger cost me 90 cents. I don't get it. There's a problem. <laughs> Houston, Houston I'm, either I'm really stupid. It just, doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. So. I love that. I love that. A uh, yes. salad costs you nine dollars and a hamburger yeah. costs cost you 90 you? cents. And you're like, uh, why does a bottle cook? Coca-Cola cost me 90 cents and a bottle of water cost me $2.50. Help, I got a problem here. There's just something's not working. So, again. Yeah. It's, it, tell it, kids, kids, but see, they're, they're aware more than us because they've got the internet and I see now that I go into to a lot of celebrities homes, they've got children, and they're, they're the first one they come up and say, can I help you? Can I do this? What are you doing? And they're curious. So, mm-hmm. there is an awakening call. There is a wake-up call for all of us. We gotta heal, and we and we gotta do it through I food. I think, um, in fact, uh, I, I think the kitchen is the first lab in the science, uh, you know, scientists' uh, yes. experience, and and I think all of us wanted to be around the kitchen, yes, boys fun. or girls, Everybody. and that, you know, coming up. I mean, the schools here. Uh, uh, how long have you been in America? Oh, I went to school here, so I went. Yeah, to, because yeah, they I, used mm-hmm. to have what they call the e- oh, oh, homeac. Home that was my favorite. Uh, <laughs> Yes. So the schools had home ed and and teaching uh, young people about the. the well, and it used to be yes, only for also, the girls, but uh, some of the more advanced schools many years ago started switching, and they would allow the girls to go to um, some of the trade. Some I did of the that. trade schools. I did that trade, too with the trade, engines. Yes, with the engine to high school. So I made. I remember making a. Um, Shelf, bookshelf. Yes. By doing that, and then the boys went and started learning how to make salads and meatloaf. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I, the, the first lab, I don't know if they do it as much anymore. I no, I, mm-hmm. I, I and it, you know, it, I guess I guess it's very state by state, county mm-hmm. by county, city by city. We did it in town. Riverside. I was in Riverside. It was I yeah. went to Poly mm-hmm. High School in Riverside, and mm-hmm. we did it, and we did there. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had this exchange of because they wanted to. Thank God that it was because there also been all girls and all boys, right. uh-huh. and no, we still have to do a lot of work to do mm-hmm. there, us women to to get together and really. That's another conversation we mm-hmm. must. <laughs> well, you know, because <laughs> you know, I, I reflect back even when I was a kid. You know, um, I mean, what kid didn't want to be in there with mom and be the first one to taste the pie or mm-hmm. taste the cake or the, the dough that they're the cooking and the and batter, uh-huh. you know, clean the fact, pan out. Uh, you, you know, know yes. most of us got beat upside the head with those big spoons <laughs> yes. because we are sticking our hands. Running Boom. in. Yes. Running in like a job. That's Italian too. <laughs> That's the engineer mama. laughing at that, <laughs> yes. you know. And because it, it was something about being in the kitchen with mom and grandmom, yes. and they had to make us leave it the was, kitchen and it stuff. It was magic. <laughs> Isn't that right, John? <laughs> it was the magic and the art of cooking. Yes. Because as a child... You knew you may have gone shopping with your mother and you saw eggs, which really look pretty nasty if you break them open. But what came out, you could make a cake out of yes, eggs yes. and flour. It's like, how can you do I that? It was a lab. That's the first yes. lab there. Pure you know? alchemy. Uh-huh. It's, huh? pu- it's pure alchemy in and, the kitchen. Yes. Al- mm-hmm. ah, and, and when you see all alchemy. the things, you know, I, I remember my mother, you know, just looking at cakes. Uh, we only had uh, cake once a week on Sunday. Yeah. But it might be a pound cake. She might add a little lemon and it'd be mm. a lemon mm. cake. She might do coconut and mm. add on that. And every time she did something different, I was like, wow, look what she, look at that. And then she'd always show, you know, it's a basic recipe. So I started cooking like when I was six. See that that's not, see that's the thing. It's like the little kid. This brings out mm-hmm. the little kid. Yes. Because the little boy Larry, that was the bad little <laughs> knucklehead. I would love to sneak in and minute Mama turn her head or whatever and <laughs> dip my finger in something, uh, the cake or pie, and and so you know the, it was a lot. It, it really and to was. help fix and yeah, because to have the responsibility and the joy of chopping up the apples to go in an apple pie and then you could say I help make that. Yes. Yes. And yes. every child yes. I know smile when they help to make a, a pie or yes. 
cookies, chocolate chip cookies. You remember the first time you ever oh, look at yeah. Jarvis? Oh, yes. You know, Evan, you could chop the nuts or put the chocolate chips in, and then they came out, and you said, "I helped to make this." I, I you know, I, I, it's, it's so <laughs> funny because me as a, as a little boy and. and and going in the kitchen, and I wanted to be manly man, but the minute I saw that bowl with all of the chocolate and stuff, well, my mama, can I, yeah, can I yeah. help you beat that and yes. whip that? And you know, you and you're fighting over the who gets to lick the bowl and the whole. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. there again, for us also, there was a, the thing is the, the, the cutting, the knife, the knife. Yes, my uh-huh. brother yes. was seven years old and he could carve, so that's where my grandmother taught him to mm-hmm. carve. It was like, so he. I cut it. It was like he felt so proud. Yes. So yeah. proud. Yeah. <laughs> he was able to cut that chicken and not break it all apart and make right. it all nice. And was like, I oh. wish you guys could see <laughs> Jarvis, the engineer here. He's just having, he's just going back to memory lane. Uh-huh. Jarvis, I know they, they, they can't see you, but they can hear you. Mm-hmm. How, how, were, you were you one of those little bad kids in the kitchen? Yeah, I was. I was, I was they had to. No, make me get out because I was I had a sweet tooth, so I always yeah. was trying to yeah. stick my finger into something or you know do something. So yeah, it's bringing back great memories. Yeah, yeah. So so now you've been a little girl that was in the kitchen that got you to this point. Tell us about that little girl. Oh, that little girl was so enamored. I, my dad would come home and I would have made something for him and and a frittata, which is a scrambled egg. Okay. And, oh, he was just, like, very stern man, very hard. And the only moment that I could really get a smile or a sweet, sweet look would be when he would prepare something to him. So it's connected to Oh, wow. So it's a love. That's yes, why I love. say mm-hmm. when you cook for people, and all my life I've cooked for people. In, when I was a clothes designer, I cooked for people to launch my lines. When I was a director of international development, <laughs> I cooked for people to launch my food lines. Food is a place where when you feed people, something changes. Mm-hmm. Your, your soul opens up in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so you can do great business. You can, do, uh, you can exchange great stories at a table. You can um, uh, strategize great business. Uh, uh, because I don't know. I can't explain really why. But it kind of brings out the child, the, the, the kid and all of us. The that, enchantment that, of yeah. life. You know, I, I, it's funny you should say that. Um, I remember one of the best meals I've ever had in my life is, you know, I grew up in Mississippi. We just dirt poor. I mean, just poor as all get out. And right now, I had lost my mom and single dad. And we had an auntie that was very poor. She had lost her husband. And she had four kids. And so we stayed at her house on the weekend too long. Daddy was supposed to come get us. He ran out of food. Way, way, way out in the country. And I saw the sadness on her face that morning because I'm the oldest one. I saw her go in the kitchen and I could see the fat sadness in Aunt Ruth's face. And we didn't realize we was poor. I really didn't. How beautiful. And she fixed the most simple, simplest meal I had ever eaten. And I tell you, it was the greatest meal I ever had <laughs> because when she saw us, having so much fun with that simple, simple meal, her face lit up. Mm. For that moment, she was she didn't feed us a poor person's meal. She fed her family. And and I never will forget that. Mm-hmm. Love. Again, it's love. It's <laughs> love. Again. Yeah. 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 And then this is a memory that you that have. Word. No. Yes. Uh-huh. That's, that's why, you know, mm-hmm. again, food is love and, and we got to feed our kids because it's important. It really, mm-hmm. really is, you know, and it's... Well, you know, it's so interesting that you, when we really look at what you're saying underneath all of that, it, the children that are growing up today, we wonder how they, why they're not more connected and more respectful and, mm-hmm. and, and paying attention to things. And it really, what I'm feeling is that by not paying attention to them exactly. through food, and I, I never, I hadn't even really looked at well, it that from that sense, standpoint. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. That there, that there is a unique magic in connecting with children through food, in You're the preparation yes. and in the nourishment, and yes. and there is a bonding that happens. Yes. 
that they then can reflect back to the world. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That, that's Absolutely. very beautifully put. Beautifully and put. And I had not looked at that, the, how the food could make a difference. But, you know, just in the stories that we just said, I have been back in the kitchen. I, I, I can see myself mm -hmm. back in the kitchen with my mom preparing food. You know, I, I give you a metaphor here. You just said something, the two of you just said something about the connection of food and the kids and the children with the families and friends that, that branches out into their social skills as well. Mm -hmm. Am I correct? Yes. Because, you know, I, I'm an animal fanatic. I name the beast and I can tell you a little bit about his behavior. And when I look at the predator world, where it's the lion or the wolves or whatever, they attack a carcass, they rip it apart, and they go off to their separate corners and their separate areas to eat that chunk of meat by mm -hmm. themselves. When you look at the way we are feeding our children in the homes today, we'll go out and get the McDonald's or get the hamburger. They're in little separate packages, <laughs> little separate boxes, and then everybody go off into their separate corners uh -huh. today. No connection, no communication. Mm -hmm. And then they got the iPhone and the iPad and the rest of the technology in here. And here, there goes the story of the breakdown. Even with, I'm seeing food being part of the breakdown in our social uh, networking. I'm going to add something to it, though, because I've, I've been watching some of those shows. The mother who goes on the hunt, the mother lion, is if they have cubs, they are teaching the cubs how to hunt. Yes. So this, is true. this becomes an exercise for them, and they may go get it. They don't go by themselves when they go eat. They go and give it to, the, they share it yeah, with Yeah, and, and the, the whole metaphor there is, is, is t with sitting down socializing with children, mm -hmm. you can tell them how, how going to work um, uh, uh, brought food to the table. Mm -hmm. You can let, explain to them how much it costs. Exactly. Uh, you can explain to them what it takes to keep your refrigerator full of uh, also or, to grow you know, your own food. or to, to grow, grow your own food. Yes. A, a great you know, example. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Great, mm -hmm. great. Yeah, great. I, mean, I personally, I don't mean to interrupt, but I think also food is sacred. Okay, yes. that's food, the word, right? Food yes. is sacred. Mm -hmm. It's sacred, God given. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I do agree with Reverend Caroline. Absolutely, that bonding that you get. In, in, in with food and because it's caring for and again yes. it's sharing learning mm -hmm. how to share mm -hmm. uh, a cake you the pieces must be pretty much the same you know and, and everybody around the table <laughs> especially the young ones that's where they learn how to be generous and how to understand how to be able to uh, divide things with each other mm -hmm. and how to understand how somebody might one of the family might like something better, so you're teaching love again, mm -hmm. you know. And you I remember, guys are using this word love I, a lot I was, today. I was little, I was little. And I used to <laughs> like only kidding, wings. <laughs> I like only wings, okay, of the chicken. Now I eat all of it. But I remember this. I remember my brother and sister saying, ah, let's leave him to Anina. They would, they would, my brother would leave me the, the wing because he knew that that was my favorite part. My sister, she would eat the, the leg because even though she liked it, but she knew, so... Again, mm -hmm. it's it love, was, it's sharing, it's yes. bonding, it's it's fighting over something because you want it more. It's, <laughs> but it's when you when you argue in a family, and, and then you make peace, uh, yes. it's even better. It's, it's, it's actually it's building life. social skills. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it's so funny you should say that when we were coming up. Starts at home. Yes, starts you know, at in home. my family, and you know, you weren't allowed. You felt embarrassed to be the one that got the last piece off the table. Yeah, we didn't. It, it, was, it was just. It, it was, was something so about, true. You, you, so you, you, you experienced that in our house too. Mm -hmm. And the tray would be last piece of cake. Everybody would wait. Yeah, okay. Well, that wasn't you know? my family. My brother would always take it and <laughs> be mad with him. But the uh, but we would all stand back See, and say, "Oh, we didn't necessarily want that." And the other thing, you you all are making me think about these things <laughs> is. Um, we have so much food now yeah. that the last bite is never the last bite. That is so true. I hadn't thought of that. Somebody and, and when I grew up, when meal was over, 
It that was, was <laughs> over. Yeah. There was no more food. And and you didn't go into the cabinets oh, no. to go get anything. And you, you know, I, and that's I, a whole nother. I never, I hadn't thought about that either. Is that now? You know, it's ongoing. You got seconds, and and that's you know, why we're all sick. We cannot and eat. Fat. Yes, I think my father had a refrigerator <laughs> radar. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he could be down the hallway wherever. Yes. If he heard, he could hear that refrigerator. Which one? No, they didn't have to ask which one. Larry. Yes. <laughs> that you? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting some water. Sure, buddy. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. You know? But no, that that is this. This is much. This is a lot of fun. I am so glad you came in. <laughs> Thank you. And and see, we're having a meal right here today. We we're are socializing, yes. having a spiritual mm-hmm. meal. And I, I really look when Jarvis get to laughing over here in the engineer. <laughs> he normally stays out. Yes. <laughs> see, food is love. Connection. <laughs> we talk about food. What? Talk about memories. It's so important. What is your favorite food to cook? Oh dear, my last one that I do. In the sense that uh, I invent food, and so I want to do. The other day, I was at home and I and I wanted a plate of spaghetti. So I opened the fridge. I didn't have any tomatoes, but I had some great basil, a little bit of butter. I said, "How am I gonna?" And so I just invented this, and it came out so so light and yummy. A little bit of Parmesan cheese, and it was actually <laughs> raw. So. My favorite, my favorite. Food, all, all of food, food, all of it, every single little tiny bit. Savories, sweets, hot, oh, raw, oh, so now, ice cold, see, hot, see, everything. See, see now, now I, I talk with her. She doesn't have a website up yet. And yes, I do have a website. Oh, yeah, the website? Yes, because, uh-huh. you know, people are going to get to sand like, okay, well, what does the food taste like? I, you know. Uh-huh. And there are pictures on the website, oh, too. What yeah. is the website? It's uh, www.chefanin, C-H-E-F-A-N-I-N, four, dot, Wix, W-I-X, dot com, slash, chef, score, Anina. Now you got to do that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's do it again. Uh, C-H-E-F-A-N-I, four, dot wix w i x dot com slash chef score anina a n i n a hopefully that's good enough yes. <laughs> or else uh, you can find yeah, me also on facebook i i i, I, I love uh, your passion. yeah if you put chef anina in facebook She'll pop up, and then her website will show up also. You see oh. a lot of foods there. I'm, it's, I'm seasonal organic. Seasonal yeah. in the sense that when you go buy a shop food seasonal, man, you save a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. You eat the most best food for you. The, the, the most protein, most calciums, most, I mean, excuse me, most, most proteins, most minerals, because it's the food of the season. Mm-hmm. If, if our, you know, we're in California, so we get two crops a year. Okay? okay, we're lucky because of the season. Mm-hmm. But if you're out in Michigan, you cannot eat watermelon in December. <laughs> it does not work that way. Or tomatoes all year. It's not, you know. Yes, we you can have one in a salad because it's not going to poison you. I'm saying that. But if you now, for example, is the seasons of walnuts, and you have mm-hmm. uh, the the there's. It's the moment there's got squash, you've Uh, got uh, uh, cauliflower, Uh you have uh, all the kales, uh, uh, you've got the fennels. So now it's the time to eat those foods. Okay, well, you know, with the time, I can't believe how quick the time has gone Mm -hmm. by here. And we're going to, how how much time we have? Three minutes. Oh, my goodness. Uh Uh, Because my favorite, (laughs) I I watch um, Andrew Zimmerman, the... Bizarre food chef mm-hmm. and uh, oh, Anthony Bodine. Oh, and I'm a bizarre food eater because when I travel, all the world traveling I've done, I'm a food taster. So I've eaten everything from zebra to alligator in a whole bit. So I'm a food taster. Anyway, since we have come to the end of the show, this went by so fast. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank and, you. Thank uh, you. In closing, what we like to do, uh, <laughs> Chef Anina, mm-hmm. am I pronouncing it right? That's perfect. Which means little Anna. And that's what my dad, that's why Chef Anina. The story is, uh, 
I used to eat, love to eat, still to this day. I'm skinny, I'm not fat, but I used to love to eat, and I sit there and eat and eat and eat. And so my dad would say, Anina, and I would say, oh, Manjano, Manjano, which was a wrong way to say manjare to eat. <laughs> so it's Anina. Okay, Anina. well, Anina, give us some words of wisdom real quick. We, at the end of the show, give us words of wisdom to the crowd to say goodbye. Cook for your family this holidays, but do it often during the week, please. <laughs> Shop local, please, because it makes us, all our farmers, grow more food and healthier. Um, feed the people. That's a, that's please. A Thank you so much for, thank for that. You, Karen, thank you, wanna, you thank wanna, you, thank you. you want to say something? Well, I love the fact that we talked about love coming from the heart, from the food that we cook, and from the conversation that comes from us gathering around a kitchen, or a table. So I wish all of our listeners happy holidays and happy gatherings. You know, real quick, I tell everybody, you know, um, be careful. Watch what you read. Watch what you watch on TV. Watch what you listen to. Watch what you put in your body, both spiritually, mentally, and physically. And I think we can all come to a better understanding of who we are and become just a little bit more peaceful and social behind it. Anyway, Happy Hanukkah to my Jewish friends. Merry Christmas to my Christian friends. And just world at peace. That's what we need. Hey, remember, a nation can rise no higher than it elevates this woman. This is Larry X. Poop, I'm out. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.